Today on For Me to Ziggy. Don't! Don't! Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the podcast in which we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. Uh, my name is Thomas. My name is Travis. And today we're talking about Do-Do from 1973. It's a Diamond Dogs outtake. It is indeed. So it was kind of, this is sort of, this reminds me of when we did Candidate, where we're kind of like, basically licking the cream out of the Oreo, because it's kind of, in its original iteration, like wedged between 1984 and like a 1984 reprise. Yeah. Kind of like with, yeah, Candidate, Sweet Thing, Candidate, or I I guess reverse that. (laughs) Sweet Thing, Candidate, Sweet Thing. Candidate, Sweet Thing, Candidate, Reprise. Now that would be something. That would be something. Especially if it went back into like the the other version of Candidate. The original version? Ah. That would be yeah. That would have been fantastic. I want to put something like that together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. So yeah, what you we're kind of like we're delving cream. into the creamy center. You know, I actually like kind of like the Oreo cookie better than the cream itself. You know, I agree with that hot take. I don't understand people like oh the cookie. You know, like you suffer through the cookie to get to the cream. Like the cookie's quality. Yeah. Much like 1984 Dodo and Sweet Thing Candidate, really when it's all working together. Yeah. It's delightful. Uh. So yeah, that's this is this was debuted in. Uh, on TV, actually, for the 19... It was called the 1980 Floor Show, which I guess is... Is that supposed to be like a, a pun? It's like 19, it's 1984. Yeah. But sure it wasn't it was. in 1980. It was in yeah. 1973. Where the uh, the whole suite, 1984 slash Dodo, was debuted on live on American television. Not quite live, but on American television. Uh, I think Wolfgang Jack? Wolf, Wolfman Jack? Was the uh, was the host, and at the end, he turns to the camera, sort of like looking flabbergasted, and says, uh, "Next week, uh, we're gonna have I don't know, something like BB King on the show. Y'all like real music, don't you?" <laughs> um, so yeah, Bowie was his freakish, sort of z- basically Ziggy Stardust again on on this show with all kinds of outfit changes and capes and the live version that I watched must have cut off before the Wolfman Jack part. I haven't I haven't actually seen it. I've, 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 this is what I've read. Okay. The, the, All right. The, 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 make sure I didn't like miss something here. There's I think there's a lo- there must be a longer version of it. I just saw a clip that had this song. Yeah, I saw like the one that's got like just the songs and then it's over. Yeah. But I could see why it would overwhelm someone from the old school. Yeah. It was yeah, it was weird. Not um, to the American sensibility. Not to the American sensibility. In the 1970s. Just ahead of his time. Yeah. In its original form. It has, as you say, this sort of sweet uh, quality. Sweet, like the stuff inside the cookie. Yes. Um, but it's, it works as a sweet with 1984. In a way, and we, we discussed this, you weren't here, but we discussed this on the Diamond Dogs episode, where in Diamond Dogs you have the intro, the first track is Future Legend, which sort of sets the larger stage of, of this future, this apocalyptic future. And then... The next track is Diamond Dogs. It just goes right into and sort of focuses in on Hunger City and, 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 and the, the streets themselves. Whereas this one, the uh, uh, 1984 sort of establishes the future world and then Dodo kind of focuses in on a particular character. So it's got that sort of introductory. I, would, I imagine, so this was supposed to be part of the 1984 musical. And I imagine this was supposed to be like the first, the opening number. Yeah. Anything else about the first version of Dodo? Most of my thoughts just relate to the song in general. Okay. Just the, yeah. yeah. What about the song itself? Um, so my theory, as far as why it didn't get included on Diamond Dogs, which I don't know if I just didn't do enough thorough reading to see the real reason, but... Um, Speculate. My speculation. It kind of sounds a, like very similar to Big Brother. Mm. They're both 
excellent songs. It's too bad they were not both on the album, but like there is, they like they just sound similar enough that maybe it would have been redundant to have them both on the album. That's an astute observation. I I read that too. I think you must have a more musical mind than I have because I I didn't notice it, but I did see. I think it was Chris O'Leary's blog even mentions that it seems you know, too similar. Yeah. I was listening to it and I was like, which song did we do already that this reminds me of? And I was like, oh, it's on the same album. Why, yeah. why, why is this taking me so long to realize? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So they're, they're similar in, in what kind of way? Like, uh, I noticed it mostly in the, uh, in right in the very beginning, the, um, like the cadence of his voice, like in the, the first verse really, where mm. it's just, the delivery sounds very similar. Mm. Actually, even the, like, so this is where, like, I have a musical mind, but I'm not, I didn't take any good music theory classes in school. Well, so, yeah, like, so it's hard to, it's hard to explain, it. like, what's happening in my brain. But, yeah, it's all, it's just a very similar structure. So, it's, so it's naturally, it winds up being a little too similar to Big Brother and just sort of gets knocked off the album. Yeah. I think it could be. Um, I think it's a great song. It still should have made the cut, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Of course, he re-recorded it. After the whole 1984 musical fell through, I wasn't able to do, get the, uh, the rights from the Orwell estate. Orwell, that's life. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I like totally whipped on the phone. like, so real talk. So I have like some work money drama. So I like just got an update from a couple coworkers and I like had that like brain delay. I was like, uh, that is a brilliant pun. And I totally wasted it. <laughs> Where was I? What was I saying? Oh, we left it off. He re-recorded re yeah. it when you couldn't get the rights. And that version showed up as a bonus track on various releases of the album. So uh, you can find it out there. It's a great version too. Um, originally titled, Didn't Hear It From Me. Uh, he wound up cutting it from the album, but decided to keep it around as a possible single for Lulu, who had already recorded Man Who Sold The World. So sort of a follow-up to that. And the version I think you find on you know, as a bonus track, yeah, was meant to be sort of a the recording that she would put her vo vocals over, and he was just sort of recording guide vocals for her, and that's the one I'm most familiar with. That's the one I heard first. I'm assuming that's the one that shows up as the bonus track on the Spotify version. Uh, probably so. The re-release from it was the uh, the 30th, 30th anniversary, anniversary. re-release. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. It's funny that that's just meant to be like a, just a rough template because. Sounds like he's making some really conscious decisions vocally. Like it's just got that really like bratty, mm. almost almost punk. Mm. Um, just the vocals, not the the music. There's nothing punk about the music, but yeah, vocally it's just got that like almost like Johnny Rotten like bratty sneer to it. Yeah, that almost makes the song feel more political than it might even be. Interesting. I mean, it's already clearly pretty political. Yeah, this is, this is an anti-fascist, anti-totalitarian uh, screed. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, form of a really funky yeah. song. Um, but yeah, that's interesting about the vocals. So I feel like, I wonder if he did it in that way. I wonder if he performed the vocals in such a way that he was expecting Lulu would probably do it. Is he doing like a Lulu Im imitation? I don't really know much about Lulu. I don't know much about her either, except that she did the awesome theme song to The Man with the Golden Gun. Um, but yeah, she's got uh, she's kind, of a, kind of a poppy, she's like a poppy, um, more colorful, dusty Springfield. Um, I don't know if that's a fair comparison. They're, they're, they're like apples and oranges, really. I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Forget it's that. like It's like comparing, so I don't know, Dusty Springfield and Juice Newton. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty that's, a, that's what we in the business call a callback. But 
Yeah, it's it works on its own as a song. You can actually hear on the internets the version that Lulu recorded her voice over. I think it might have aired as a John Peel session, or it was just like a some sort of outtake or bootleg. But you can get that version, and it's got Bowie's voice on it as well. So it's billed as kind of a duet, but it's really just her voice recorded over the recording that you you can get already. But what's interesting about that is that version has some extra some music around at the end that got chopped off when the Bowie, just Bowie version was released. So that, that version's got like a minute, a minute and a half extra. And it's got solos by Mike Garson and uh, David Bowie playing guitar. It's a shame we get deprived of that. Yeah, right. It just, it, cu- it cuts off earlier on the version you can hear. Um, anything else about Dodo? So this is a kind of a, Paranoid um, song. It's it feels appropriate to be doing this song now. That's all I'll really say. Like it felt kind of cathartic listening to this song in the latter part um, of 2016. In the latter part of 2016, it yeah, it just felt very appropriate. There was something very yeah, just cathartic about listening to David Bowie in this super bratty voice saying he's a dodo. Oh no, you didn't hear it from me. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, David Bowie. He is a dodo. Well, how do you how do you take that line? He's a dodo. Are you it's, um, pointing it towards Big Brother, or are you like pointing it towards the suckers that get thrown in? I think I. It sounds like to me like he's pointing it at, at Big Brother. Okay, especially when he kind of throws in that like, "But you didn't hear it from me because you don't because he doesn't want to get you know caught by the thought police or anything sure, like that." Yeah, yeah, it's very uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You guys are following this leader, but he's actually a dummy. That's just interesting. I always took it as um, as talking about the the poor suckers that get you know, sold down the line. Yeah. Uh, Which, yeah, that, my theory gets flipped on its head yeah. and yours kind of becomes more clear once you get into the second and third verses where it becomes more, she's a dodo. Yeah. Another dodo. Um, yeah. Which maybe at the end of the day just means it's all dummies. You know, that's dummies who want to follow a dummy. Hmm. Or in this case, don't really have much of a choice but to follow a dummy and you just kind of have to like turn off the thought part of your brain. Mm. <laughs> Which I guess would be most of your brain. Um, it's uh, <laughs> dummies leading dummies, dummies dumb, following yeah. dummies. This is a, that's a pithy sort of summarization of government in general. It really it kind of is in this day and age. In this day and age, yeah, having to just abandon all rational thought to get behind something. The uh, the whole didn't hear it from me is sort of like this threat of being informed on by people who are supposed to care about you, your friends, your family, your neighbors. There's this line about neighbor Jim, he's come to turn you in, you know, you thought you could trust him, but... And then the the awful second verse, oh, those rotten kids selling dad down. They call it daddy's brainwashing time, like it's a, like it's a routine checkup. It's time for daddy's prostate exam. Daddy's brainwashing time. Yeah. Oh, it's been five years. I was pictured like in, in his home and the kids are bothering me. Like, yeah, oh, this is daddy's brainwashing time. <laughs> Don't bother me. Um, Which if I ever have kids and they start bothering me while I'm trying to watch Sean Oliver, that's probably how I'll, that, that's how I'll phrase that. Go to bed. It's daddy's brainwashing time. <laughs> that gives the, yeah, that gives the whole brainwashing uh, notion of sort of more cleansing and soothing. Yeah. It's nice to sit in a bath. It is. Um, brain bath. Anything else about Dodo? The last, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you know, you, you the, had a more thought, formed thought. The only, like. the only, the only, the only note I had left was, uh, there's, there's more of this, 
thread from Diamond Dogs of normalizing the use of cocaine. And there's a little little nod to that. Can you wipe my nose without them? Yeah, without it, without them sliding in your file a photograph, with, like, without it going on your permanent record. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, which is, <laughs> I guess it's just a, a theme throughout early '70s Bowie. It's just yeah. normalizing cocaine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not too many thoughts I can really without. It turning into talking about 1984, and we yeah. don't need to be doing that for like a year. <laughs> Long time. Uh, okay, so why don't we go on to ratings? Um, I feel like songs like this are hard because you know you want to just grade the individual song mm-hmm. without really mm. using the context of the others. I think uh, I have I, an easier time with that because I heard the isolated version first, so that's the that's the one. That's well, that the, was what I went to first when I was when I was listening to the. Because my previous experience is listening to Diamond Dogs. So a lot of times when I'm on Spotify and I'm listening to an album, most of the time, if I'm just putting it on while I'm doing something, I'll listen to just like the regular version. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times when, when albums put out these re-releases with the outtakes and stuff, a lot of the times I just assume it's going to be a lot of like really poor recordings of early versions of songs. You're just right. like, do I want to hear three different versions of the same song, two of which are completely muddled and sound terrible? Or right. I just want to like... Just get into the good of it. Yeah. So with, but with this song, I, so I did listen to the original version or the uh, the isolated, the isolated one the first. The cream in the center. The cream. I, I licked the cream out of the cookie, but then I went back and I, I consumed the full cookie a couple times. Yeah. So then I kind of lost a little bit of that separation. But I, at the end of the day, long story short, I am going to give this song four file photographs, and I'm, I'm going to uh, on the grounds of what I call my Inception theory. So when I saw Inception. I dug it because it reminded me so much of The Matrix, and I really like The Matrix. Mm. Even though, like, on its own, it's good, but it's not The Matrix. Whereas this, like, I really like Big Brother. And this reminded me of Big Brother. Hmm. Um, and it also, again, it, it was the, it's the right song at the right time also. So I think a lot of those things kind of informed me a little bit on my opinion on this. But I, I will give this song four file photographs. I am right there with you. I also think it's a four file photograph song. Um, I like it quite a lot. This paired with Candidate, which were the only two uh, bonus tracks on the Ryko Disc version, which was the first version that I heard, uh, are just like a perfect sort of appendix to that yeah. album. They're just they're just really solid songs on their own. That it's a shame that they were, they had to get cut. Yeah, but or well, <laughs> <laughs> I was there that time, and I'm glad I was. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for uh, Dodo. Uh, we got a couple of days to think about the next one. Uh, Hopefully, good, good productive days. Good productive days where you can go into work and say another day, another dollar. Another day, another dollar, another dollar day, another dollar day. Hey, dollar days. Hey, dollar is days is going to be the next song on uh, from A to Ziggy. Until then, you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Emails at podcast at from A to Ziggy dot com and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Leave a rating and review. Uh, Those things really help us out to get uh, more noticed. And furthermore, if you're enjoying this show, why not tell a friend? Do it the old-fashioned way. Grassroots. Yeah, exactly. But also tell them on Facebook so more people see it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, Social media. Yeah. We are totally savvy at that whole thing. I'm savvy-ish. I'm getting there. Uh, Until next time, my name's Thomas. My name's Travis. But you didn't hear it from me.
say that's true. 